0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sunny Side Up Podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Chavla, and I am joined today here with one of my probably oldest but best friends, Jackson Ames. How you doing, Jackson?
1: I'm doing great today, man. Honor to be on your show. How you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good, too, man. Glad to have you on here. Um, and there's one big reason. I know you've been uh, listening to the other podcast episodes about cars and everything, and you really wanted to be on here to talk Formula One, so I made that happen. Um, so basically for the common person, how would you explain Formula One?
1: I would say Formula One is 20. It's uh, you know 10 teams of two drivers, and they're the best 20 drivers in the world, going uh, probably the fastest you'll see. um, on a racetrack um, and they are just incredible to watch and they are unfortunately, you know, majority of them are over in Europe uh, besides one team but uh, I really think it's something, if you really, really like cars and really enjoy racing I think you'll really, really enjoy it because the sounds and uh, the racing and the game strategy to all forty one really makes um it is you know it is what it is and I don't really know how to really explain it just cause every time I see it or hear about it I just get a big smile on my face and I, <laughs> I you know that's just where I go
0: Hell yeah, man. And, I mean, we just had a race this weekend, uh, the British Grand Prix. Uh, it was a crazy it was a crazy race to yeah. begin with. Um, I would definitely suggest if you haven't watched the highlights of the, the race, definitely at least go watch the highlights. For um, sure. But uh, one big thing that was introduced um, in the beginning and really leading up to the hype of the British Grand Prix was the whole F1 sprint qualifying. So, basically, the way that it works for normal qualifying is that You've got those 20 drivers and there's three sections or three qualifying rounds. So every racer has, I think, is it 20 minutes for the first, uh, for the first stint?
1: Yeah. So it's 20 minutes for the first one. And then it just kind of goes down a little bit in time, but I think think it's like
0: 20, 15 and 10.
1: Yeah. Yep. And
0: basically what happens is for the first round, um, everyone goes around the, the, the track. And the slowest five people, they get knocked out of the first round. Um, Then the second stint, uh, then it limits it to the top 10. Uh And then for the third stint, it's just whoever's got the fastest time. And it's, that's how the placement is found through, um, through the normal qualifying method. However, for the sprint and and that also happens on a, on a Saturday and the races on a Sunday for F1 sprints basically what happens is Friday is that whole qualifying thing. Then they have what's called a 17 lap sprint race on Saturday where they take those qualifying places and you can basically race to go up or down spots. Obviously you're trying to move up spots of course. and then Sunday you're actually racing for, you know, all the marbles. So do you, would you call that a success or would you call that a failure of a plan for the F1 sprint?
1: I think it's the first one. I really think it went really, really well. Um, there's a couple unfortunate events that happened during it, mm-hmm. with you know, with between George Russell and Carlos Sainz, where you know George had you know started tenth and he had a really, really good race. Unfortunately, he did nick the back of Carlos Sainz's car on the opening lap, and it made Carlos go all the way back to 18th, which eventually he battled all the way back and then got into. I think he finished, like, 12th, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. You get your made-up six spots in a 17-lap race, which for you guys who don't know One, you would normally, you know, go around a track around, you know, I want to say, what what do you think the average time is on, like, a minute 20?
0: Yeah, I would say about 20, a minute 25.
1: And you only make up, you know, a second, a second and a half per lap if you're lucky. (laughs) So for him to make up six spots is, is... really really crazy um, unfortunately George Russell did nick the back of that car which he did get three you know grid penalty so he, he ended up going from ninth to start 12th so I was a little disappointed for me to see because he's a really good upcoming driver um, but I think overall the way it was set up and the way it is for the fan from a fan point of view I really enjoy it um, because these guys are going out there and they're doing a the job, which is just to go flat out in a race for 17 laps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see it from from like the the managers and the teams' perspective, where it is going to be more cost effective on tires and engines. And if anyone you know spins out or wrecks their car, that is huge because you could, you know, now like I'm saying, you could you can not do any of those things during regular qualifying. But when you're doing it for a sprint, it's you know a lot higher chance that you could wreck your car because it, you know exactly. everyone is going to the actual speed and no one's going to let you buy.
0: Exactly so, that that's the thing I think that, that overall, I don't overall. Like personally, though,
1: yeah, I really think because it's it's cost effective, especially with this new sal like not salary cap but the budget cap coming in here next year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really really big for. Yeah. <clears throat> Can be really big um, in that perspective, but I really think from a fan's point of view, um, and anyone that's new getting to Formula One, it's it's a short it's 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 really a short race that gets your feet wet. So if you're brand new to Formula One, that could really hook a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what one of my friends and I were uh, were talking about. Uh, that the reason, I mean, part of the reason why they're doing the sprint race is because. Like a lot of people, my friends included, they they don't want to sit there for, you know, an hour and a half and watch cars go around for like 60 laps because there's like Uh no action or whatever. Like Monaco, for example, like there's barely any, you know, any overtakes or anything on that track. It's just like if someone messes up then someone else takes advantage and then that's about it. So to be able to see a 17 lap, you know, sprint race to just like you said, get your feet wet just to kind of like see how it's going. I think that that's a that's a pretty decent tactic for the actual uh like I guess you can say organization of Formula One. Oh
1: yeah, it's but a great marketing tactic. It,
0: I great agree. marketing tactic. But for the engines and I guess the nerves of drivers sometimes it can be a little questionable. But yeah. moving on from the qualifying end now to the actual race end. Um <clears throat> we'll talk about the big the big, big um,
1: you want
0: to do that first incident. or second? Well, we'll do that second. First, oh, I, I want to okay. talk about. Okay, okay. Yeah, because because it kind of leads into some. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but I get that. I get first, that. First, <laughs> um, I mean, after kind of with the aftermath of everything happening, um, Charles Leclerc he ended up getting um, like be- being first place for a while, um, until obviously Lewis Hamilton overtook him and won. But, um, I I think everyone saw. That Charles Leclerc he basically had like some sort of engine failure the engine kind of offed itself and then went back on off itself went back on and by then Hamilton was you know right up his ass trying to you know get p1 from him so what does this mean for Ferrari because I know there was a lot of speculation that Ferrari was kind of tanking um, after the French Grand Prix where they just did not do well at all and obviously they're trying to compete against McLaren who Really for fight for P three there, um, in the constructors championship. So what do you take of Charles Leclerc? I mean, because Car- I know Carlos signs. He finished uh, P six at the end of the British Grand Prix as well. So he got some decent yeah. points. But for someone like Leclerc, who is a young, a very young talent um, for Ferrari, and is also you know fighting for that P one spot, but wasn't able to get it because of the the engine really uh what do you take of that
1: well i think it's it's a there's a couple of th- different factors to come in here um one is is the engine failure mm-hmm. um which he was having just power issues you know towards the end of that race i think another thing is because I, I love ferrari ferrari my favorite team i'll just go out there and say it um <laughs> and you know charles and carlos are actually you know, when they were on separate teams, they were still my one and two favorite drivers. So to have them both on Ferrari is incredible for me to see that because I, well, like you'll see me on Sundays, I'm <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs at the TV. Um, <laughs> but there's a couple of things that come into factor. Um, one, like I said, is the engine failure. I think the second one is game strategy. They have a tendency to be the last one to pit. If they're winning like the race and I can, I get that, but you need to be aware of the undercut, Mm -hmm. which Mercedes is the king of the undercut in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they're real, really good at just going into pit stop early and making their tires work for them a little bit longer before you can get out there and eventually take that lead. Um, and I think the third thing is, is tire selection. Mm Hmm. Now, I'm saying tire selection because um, they did this for both Charles' car and Carlos's car. When Charles was leading the race, right before he went in the pits, he was on a medium tire. That mm-hmm. medium tire was giving them a lot more speed and a lot more grip through the turns. where That's where they were gaining advantages on um, Mercedes for a little bit until – you know, Lewis was obviously having issues when he couldn't pass Leclerc in the very beginning, because of the, uh, basically the Ferrari's got a rocket on the back of its its uh, its car <laughs> because its Mercedes was uh, was getting their engine was getting too hot by, when they were in the slipstream. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a couple different factors come in. I think tire selection is a really big one. Like that was what I thought. You know, could really enhance the ability of the Ferrari. Um but the, you're right, they were tanking. Um and then out of nowhere their car just kind of caught life. So I mean, Ferrari has always been a team that won't, you know, won't go away because they are that name. But for them to say like we're I cuz I did see a bunch of reports of them saying, "Oh yeah, we're just going to focus on 2022." And I was like, "Okay, well, there goes my season of Formula 1 to watch. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I watch, I watch the race, and out of nowhere, we're catching, like, P4s, and I'm like, wow, I was not expecting any of that. So, yeah. like, I don't really know. I don't say, I want to say they're tanking at this point because I think they do have a, a car that's, you know, competable for, um, obviously not for P1 and P2, or not for, yeah, P1 and P2 in the, in the Constructors' Championship, but I really think they do have a really good fight now going against real good matchups with Leclerc versus Norris and Ricardo versus Sainz Mm. um, at McLaren. And I think it's going to be a real nail biter going all the way down to the end because, you know, normally one spots, one through four, majority of the time are taken up by Red Bull and McLaren. Doesn't matter what order. And basically spots five through eight are, you know, what we would hope to see is McLaren versus Ferrari.
0: Hmm.
1: But you know, Lando Norris and Charles Leclerc have put up really good you know races this year, where they've gotten you know into the top four, into the top three, where we've seen earlier this year. So I'm really I'm really excited to see what what, what it comes down to. <clears throat> excuse me, um, towards the end of the season, where you know maybe Ferrari pulls ahead, even though they're behind right now, or McLaren just takes a really you know, Daniel Ricciardo. Has some really really good races, and he'll just take off um, because if he can just get comfortable in those brakes, we've all seen what he's he's done red bull.
0: Exactly. And I mean, he's, he's starting to he's starting to kind of like get a little bit more used to the MCL thirty. He's starting to
1: he, he's yeah he's just starting to finally grip it, and I'm really excited to see because like you brought up driving to survive before we mm-hmm. um you know we before we jumped on the the podcast and. You are like, I don't know, if you haven't seen One Drive to Survive on Netflix, 10 out of 10 recommend. Start with the first episode because it's talk about Daniel Ricciardo, and he's just a character. And if you've never met Sonny in person, he's basically the spitting image of Daniel Ricciardo, <laughs> but, but the American version.
0: <laughs> I, I, I would say so, too, yeah. And it's, it's ironic, too, that you bring up Drive to Survive with Daniel Ricciardo because, like, that show basically makes you want to like him even more. Like, oh no
1: I, I, I never knew basically my buddy got me into Formula 1 and he's like dude just watch this show it'll get you a little bit more into Formula 1 and after that I was thinking Daniel Ricciardo is like next up like he's gonna be the next world champion he's gonna be out there he hasn't become world champion yet but I can definitely see the way McLaren's pushing their car if he stays in McLaren a little bit longer and he gets really comfortable in those brakes, like he was at, at Red Bull I really think he could be world champion one day
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I can see it but def definitely something to look out for is because i'm looking here at the standings um red bull and mercedes are obviously in the high 200s um yeah mercedes is four points off from from red bull so this they're back in the constructors championship easy mclaren and mercedes or mclaren and ferrari excuse me 163 points for mclaren 148 for ferrari so that's 15 points and, you know, fighting for a place like that. And next thing, the fifth place is AlphaTauri, 49 points. So they're really not in so- any There's sort of... There's no... It's really just a... There.
1: Yeah, it's basically just a 1-2, you know, race for the top. And then a 3-4... 3-4. Race for the podium.
0: And then just the rest of the midfield, basically. The rest of the midfield
1: is nowhere to be found. Even, like, technically, I'm looking at the standings at, as well. Williams and Haas, who both have zero points, if for some reason they just catch fire these next whatever however many races we have left they can fi- they could theoretically still finish like fifth
0: yeah that is true but I mean because <laughs> the
1: midfield is just so wide open
0: that that is a very 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 true point but I mean, I just that feel like... No, that's what's
1: happening in part zero.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely not. <laughs> they're like, not, they're like, not happening. The, they've stopped development, I'm, I'm pretty much almost sure. But, oh, for sure. But yeah, so going on to the big bombshell, um, that is the Verstappen and Hamilton incident.
1: So oh my gosh, basically am talk about this.
0: Yeah, so, so if you haven't seen or if you don't know what we're talking about here, um, a quick YouTube or Google search will, will do you justice here. But basically, this was lap one um, of the British Grand Prix. And Verstappen basically had the edge the whole time, didn't get as good of a start as he did in, in the sprint race. But was still on top of Hamilton, and going into I'm not sure what the name of the corner was, but going into one of the corners, um, I think it was bricks.
1: Pretty sure it was bricks.
0: Okay, yeah. So it was, it was that. So yeah, he was going in and um.
1: It's just I, a, it's just a long right hand turn. Yeah. Where you can go kind of a little bit faster. It's like it's not super flat out, but it is a one of the faster corners. Um, just want to, you know, with that. Be aware. Another thing, if you haven't seen the start on this, if you're gonna look at the the start for Verstappen, um, for the main race, look at him for the sprint race because his brakes were literally on fire mm-hmm. in the sprint race. Yeah,
0: and, and, um, and that's what helped him get that good start.
1: Oh my gosh, I I was like, did this man have like a an extra turbo? We don't know in his car <laughs> or what is going on here.
0: Yeah, it was it was insane. But I mean, the, the what Red Bull was doing there was I mean, or at least what Verstappen was doing. It was pretty smart. But yeah, as as um, as Verstappen was going in uh, to the inside part of the corner, um, here comes Lewis Hamilton. And he I don't know if he overcorrects or if he tries to, like, scare Verstappen or whatnot, but ends up he ends up bumping into Verstappen's right rear wheel and that wheel comes off. And Max Verstappen has a fifty-two or fifty-one or fifty-two G impact onto 51.
1: the wall.
0: fifty-one, yeah, fifty-one Gs. I mean, that's fifty-one times your body weight. That's insane. So he goes to the hospital, gets checked. He's completely fine, but obviously there's a lot of you know foul play concerning that whole incident there. And Hamilton ends up getting a 10 second time penalty. If the race was not red flagged. Then he would have probably had a DNF, but yeah. Basically, okay, let me ask you a question, Sonny. Yeah, yeah, go for it.
1: Let me ask you a question. All right, how did you see that going down from a fan's point of view? So, how did you did you think that was clean? Did did who who do you think had the inside line, and like who is in the right here? Who do you think's in the wrong? So, because unfortunately,
0: I, I, I I've been
1: waiting to talk to somebody about mm-hmm. this. For about a week. And <laughs> it's like, I'm
0: I'm boiled up about it, man. Yeah. Boiled up. So, so unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it live. Um, I tuned in towards the second half and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Verstappen's out? Um, oh, I remember, dude.
1: Like, I texted you. I texted you immediately. I said, wow, did you see that? I had no response for like four hours. I was like, oh, so I to yeah.
0: later. It's okay. I got to ruin it No, no, exactly. I, I, just, I just didn't wake up in time for it. But um, the. Like I see that that you know Charles Leclerc was was first and I was like okay well I'm actually happy for him because like Loki I kind of hate Lewis Hamilton because he's just been thank so you dominant. thank you he, oh, he's, I'm, he, I'm so- he, he's a LeBron James of like F1 racing basically but oh um,
1: thank- okay so finally <laughs> someone's on my side about this man
0: <laughs> but yeah so like I, I personally think that Hamilton was hundred percent to blame. Thank you. Um, because I was I was watching a video on it basically what they were saying is that Verstappen he was on the inside and he was also leading so for Hamilton to try to make an overtake like that especially whether it's an accident or it's a racing incident that happens um, if it's if it's because of the car that's behind or that doesn't have the leverage during that time aka Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes um, then he gets an even bigger time penalty. Um, Correct. But what Correct. happens is, you know, or happened here at least, is that, um, you know, Hamilton was behind and he only got a 10 second, 10 second Which penalty. Which I think,
1: I think he should have got more. I think opinion. he should have
0: gotten 30.
1: Uh, yeah. I really think he should have gotten more. Um, well, there was a guy for Red Bull, he was running around, you know, the whole entire, or it was a Red Bull or Ferrari that was running around the whole entire, you know, the the stewards box basically the whole entire oh, it was race oh probably red bull and he was like yeah it was red bull yeah so he was like he was just running around there and he's you know screaming he's like lewis needs to be disqualified or suspended for a whole like a, like then basically the next race and i was mm-hmm. like wow you know i want to go there but i think 30 seconds i think that was probably the right call i think the only reason he didn't get it is because you just made that comparison to him to like lebron james yeah lebron james gets a <clears throat> lot of calls Mm-hmm. Right. He gets a lot of calls because of his status. I think the same goes here for Lewis Hamilton. He didn't get the big call because he is Lewis Hamilton and they're in Silverstone, which is his main race of the year.
0: Exactly. And, and like and on top of that, I mean we've seen this I before really... with, with Verstappen and uh and Hamilton where Hamilton has gone off the track or like exceeded track limits during qualifying or during a race and doesn't get anything penalized on him. Next thing you know, the next lap, Verstappen does it, and then he gets a five-second time penalty, or his lap doesn't count. So, you know, like there's a lot of bias that goes into it. I'm not saying that they're against Verstappen, but they're with Hamilton more. No, yeah, for sure. And Hamilton's someone who really dictates a lot of... A lot of moves in formula one like like there were way earlier into the season there were some speculations that he might retire and you know i got super excited about that and that's where and that's where like you know a a new spot gets opened up and everything starts to you know george russell george russell we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a quick second but basically going back to this whole you know like like incident here um I I would say in short that you know Hamilton was at fault, Hamilton deserved a bigger penalty, and the the championship and where it's at right now it shouldn't be you know that close once again. Because what is it?
1: What is it now? It's
0: it's really, really, it really right close. Now. I mean, because like like I said, the the constructor standings it's a four point difference. I'm looking at it right team. now. I'll tell
1: you, it is it's eight points between Max at the top and mm-hmm. Lewis.
0: Nope, yeah, 185,
1: 185 to 177. I think, well, because you didn't watch the race, I don't know if they put this in the highlights or not. Um, they also, um, they did a little thing of like you know they like flip in the radio calls. Mm-hmm. They were they whooped into to Lewis's with at Mercedes, and he was like, "I was ahead, I was ahead. Make sure the stewards know I was ahead." Mm. And I was like bro go watch all the replays homie you're half a car length behind exactly. and you hit and you hit his back tire don't be saying rear
0: exactly. if you hit your back if we would don't be saying you're
1: ahead exactly you would have oh. dove in
0: then then max's car would have probably flipped if anything because he would have hit his back left on Verstappen's front right
1: oh dude i'm like but uh, he was just making because if you go watch back to i think it's 2004 Cause I've been watch I've been watching Formula One since then. I've been watching Formula One for maybe like three years now. Mm-hmm. But if you go back, he does the exact same thing as his teammate Nico Rosberg. I'm pretty sure <laughs> at this exact at this exact corner in 2004, where Nico Rosberg is leading the race and he has the inside line, just how Max did, and Lewis once again hits his back left. And in 2004, he ruined both. Of the McLarens. He just ruined Max's car this time.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I, the, the biggest thing that hits me is the, uh, I think it was 2016. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, 2016, I don't know which track it was on. But, I mean, it's it's the famous one where, like, Hamilton, like, uh it was a Spanish Grand Prix in 2016 where, where Hamilton basically tries going around him, goes onto the grass, loses grip, crashes into Rosberg,
1: Okay, and no, wait, that, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, I was like 2004.
0: I, was I don't think Rosberg was, or uh, no, 2004. Or, he's at McLaren so
1: That's my
0: bad. Yeah, you're good. You're
1: that's good. That's my bad. I was thinking. I've been watching
0: a lot of highlights lately. I'm getting my, my ears confused. No, you're good. You're good.
1: <laughs> you're good. <right? laughs> I get my ears
0: confused. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I mean, going back to this, who do you think's winning at all between Verstappen and Hamilton? There's. I got. I got Max. I'm putting the
1: whole into. I'm putting the bank <laughs> on Max this year, man. Yeah, I, I'm Lewis. Gonna,
0: I'm gonna say the same.
1: Even though, even though you know Max has not won a world championship, and Lewis is a seven-time world championship, Christian Horner did say on the news he was he's an eight-time. So I don't want to I don't want to jinx you know Max. Uh, I don't want to jinx Max into losing, and I don't want to jinx you know Lewis into winning. But Christian Horner did say that he was going to be eight-time world champion, and he says it and he said it in the present tense. So. Is it a little foreshadowing? Maybe. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think so, and I don't hope so. But um, it, it that made like the meme page because Christian Horner is the manager for Red Bull, which is you know a team for Max. Max's boss, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you if you saw that or not, but
0: yeah, I did, and and I honestly think that you know. Verstappen with this especially with this incident because he's already been pissed off at Hamilton as it is Like I've been um, pissed off at Hamilton
1: since the whole <laughs> the whole Albon thing.
0: Yeah, oh, dude I, I, I we're, we're gonna talk about that next uh, Next podcast with you because I've got a lot more topics about Alex Albon because he's personally one of my favorite drivers Since I started watching and I feel bad for the kid But going back to this um, to basically just sum up this Verstappen and Hamilton incident um, I think with with the Vers, with Verstappen already being pissed off at Hamilton, like oh he did this he did that, um, you know like and it's especially it being a heated rivalry to begin with, I think Verstappen's just gonna be even more pissed and he's just gonna keep his head down, and it's just gonna be like, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be the Red Bull Ring times whatever how many ever tracks are left, because yeah we, we already Well here's saw, the thing, man. Here's yeah. the thing.
1: You already know. Um, I think okay. So first off, I keep I keep I keep wanting to reference Drive Survive. Mm-hmm. Again, if you listen to this podcast and have Netflix and you haven't watched this, you're missing out. <laughs> um, but you like Christian Horner says, man, in Drive Survive, when you see Max in your rearview mirror, he's not going to be there for long. So just mm-hmm. watch out. And I really think that's a really good quote. I think it's very accurate.
0: Yeah, Max Verstappen
1: it's, 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 is. Max is speed, and as soon as they teamed up with Honda, what was that? Is that? Was that 2019 or 2020? 20,
0: 2019.
1: Yeah. When they teamed up with Honda in 2019, that engine with whatever they had going on at Red Bull at the time, whatever the spec was, absolutely is a firecracker of a car. Oh, it yeah. It is so much faster flat out than anybody else I've seen, especially when you have put a guy like Max. You know Max is pissed off when he is either – cursing his ass off to his team and saying, you motherfuckers shut the fuck up. I'm going to go flat out here. It's our only time to catch um, to catch Mercedes. And they let him do whatever he wants. Exactly. Because Christian Horner has one rule. And the one rule is, I don't care if you go for it. I don't care if you pull up the car. <laughs> I don't care if you do any of these XYZ things. If we catch the W. And I'm all for that. I'm all for going out. Putting it all on the line for for the win in these types of races because it makes it just so much more fun to watch.
0: Exactly, and I think that sums that up perfectly. Yeah. So the last topic that we are going to talk about today um, is so we've already talked about Hamilton, but Hamilton's shadow. I mean, sorry that that's a that's a rude way to put it. The second spot in Mercedes, how's that? Um, do you think they're going to go with? Uh, they're going to stay with Valtteri Bottas. They're going to go with George Russell, who for me is my favorite. Or do you think they're going to just pick a rookie out of the bag, which I mean, at, at this point, I don't think they would.
1: Okay. Yeah. So Sonny, hey, I hate team Team, That last option is never going to come into play. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, was kind of
0: like hinting. Cause like, I know they have a couple like people in the, Marcel I know, Rashad
1: I know the they family, have a couple. Yeah, they have a couple.
0: There, there's no way but. that they're going to pick like Jack Aitken over Bottas and red Russell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no absolutely unless they are going to to want to finish like third, <laughs> and you know then, then of course they're gonna do that. But when you have the caliber of George Russell and Valtteri Budas, um, which here's the thing: when you're going to Mercedes, and they say this at every team, and I think it's definitely you know the most prevalent here at. Like you can definitely see a clear one-two, basically in the top four teams. You know, you have Lewis as your number one driver at McLaren, or yeah, um, at Mercedes, at (laughs) McLaren you have Lando, at Red Bull you have Max, um, Max, and then I think at Ferrari your number one guy has to be Charles.
0: Oh yeah, based on experience, like Carlos. Based on experience, but yeah, you're right.
1: He's still running the car, but I think. At those four teams, you have a clear one-two. I think the rest of the field, you know, teams five through ten, you don't really have a clear number one unless you're Tower, Obviously, you just have Pierre Gasly. That's just based on experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in, you know, in Mercedes's, you know, perspective here, Lewis is your number one guy. Toto Wolff, who is the manager of Mercedes, is never going to say it. Even though they ask Valtry about every single time he's leading the race to let Lewis buy every mm-hmm. single time. <laughs> every single time. And it pisses me off. Really does. Because Valtry, he's from Finland. And if you know anything about you know the Finns, they don't say anything. They're very stoic people. They speak to themselves. And again, Travis survive. They do a little episode on Valtteri, and they show his history and his backside. And to me, it just... I don't know, Sonny, if you made it to that episode yet, but it I really... Don't,
0: I don't think I have.
1: It really makes you like the guy. It really makes you like the guy more. Oh, For I i, I already
0: of. like Bottas. I mean... I oh, I, no,
1: but so did I. I loved him, too. I'm like, I, I really think he's a great driver. I think if he were to go anywhere else besides Red Bull, I think he would be the number one. Yeah. really do. Easily. Because he is you know, not getting the respect he deserves over at Mercedes because he is finishing with points basically every race other than Monaco this year. He hmm. didn't really finish with points. And that's because, like we said earlier, Monaco, you someone has to basically go into the wall in order for you to pass or your game strategy in the pits has to be top tier.
0: And they didn't have any game because the lock nut wouldn't come off.
1: <laughs> exactly. They like... But in Vulture, here's the thing. Oh, sorry, I smell. <laughs> they, what they, what they did is, like that. That should never happen. The walk down should never happen. And he was. Here's the thing. When he went out, he was in what? Was he in second or third? Uh, I think he was in third. Yeah, he was. He was in pony position. Mm-hmm. And where? And where? And where was Lewis? Where was Lewis? Sitting behind the back of Pierre Gasly's Alpha Tauri. <laughs> the
0: whole who is, race.
1: <laughs> who, is, who is? Who is for? For you guys who don't know Formula One, Alpha Towery is basically the B team for Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It is the the backup team. They basically have four drivers. They have Max who's the number one, Sergio who's, who's their number two, Pierre Gasly, who's their number three, and Yuki Sonoda. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs>
0: he's, the, he's the only one to score points for the whole Red Bull team, uh, the British
1: Grand Prix, though. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> Yuki Sonoda. When you hear that name, man, if you are not drawing a humongous question mark <laughs> to your face, there's either one or two things. You either know this guy from wherever he came from or formula two or you just so happened to see him on like a fashion runway because this guy got dripped i'm not lying <laughs> that's my only explanation for what you got going on with yuki Tsunoda. i don't think he, he, he he's just i don't know if he can see over the steering wheel
0: Like
1: <laughs> i'm i'm five foot six man and i think he's smaller than me i think yuki Tsunoda is like five one i swear
0: yeah, I mean I mean that that's what they have to do is if, if they're smaller and lighter, then I mean they'll probably do better in the race car because weight savings is everything.
1: I mean, but you know, stats have shown Yuki is not has not outbeat Pierre.
0: He hasn't outbeat Pierre, but he hasn't he hasn't done a horrible job for a rookie. I, I I personally I mean like when I'm when I'm like racing on F one or or on a set corsa or something like that. Like, he's the guy that I replace with myself <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, well, damn, maybe I, should I, mean, be. I, maybe I deserve that seat.
1: <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. Well, if you look at Nikita Paz- Mazepin, yeah, I mean, I, I, I we're not going to get into that today. Yeah, we're
0: I wouldn't want to be that, in so. a has, But um, uh-huh. basically, who, who, do you, who do you think is going to take the second seat at the end of the season?
1: At, um, at Mercedes? At Mer- at
0: Mercedes. Is it Bottas or Russell?
1: I think if I'm Valtteri, right, if I'm in Valtteri's shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of there. (laughs) I'm getting out of there because I'm not getting the respect I deserve. I'm not getting the praise I deserve because he is, you know, majority of the time, if he's not getting first, because obviously they're just gonna give it to Lewis, Mm -hmm. um, and Max isn't getting second or first, he's finishing third every single time. And without Valtteri, Mercedes is not grabbing the Constructors' Championship year in, year out, or at least competing for it every single year. So if I'm Valtteri, I'm leaving, and that seat, in my opinion, will go to George Russell because George is still young enough to where he will be like how Valtteri was when he was first in Mercedes. And he'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll let Lewis pass. There's no problem. <laughs> but when we saw last year in the 2020 um, where um, Lewis got COVID, Mm-hmm. Um and Russell they came in for the sec here Grand Prix. They were exactly. Yeah. I was pumped. Oh dude. absolutely pumped.
0: I, I I was beyond stoked.
1: And I mean, even watching him with the whole like fluke pit stop and shit. But like Because if if you look at it though, right, from a Mercedes standpoint, you also have to take in they had the exact same car that race. That was the only time that whole season, or actually in George Russell's career, excuse me. Had a burp there. I haven't had breakfast yet. In um, George Russell's career, where he's been in a Mercedes for Formula One, yep, he was out beating Bottas the whole entire race until so that brother, the whole time. Pizza, he was
0: beating the whole grid,
1: the whole grid. Who ended up winning that race? I don't even remember because um, that's the only thing I can Sergio
0: remember. About that race. Sergio Perez ended up winning the race. Oh, that's I mean, right,
1: because he because he he started basically dead twentieth, dead last. He came because back. he
0: got into an incident with Verstappen and and someone else, but yeah, it, it ended up coming back for him because he was able to limp the car back home.
1: <laughs> I was, I, I, you know, that <laughs> is just what yeah. Sergio did. That race is incredible, incredible. <laughs> but like from a Mercedes standpoint, you have to go with Russell here. Um, because of what you what you've seen he can do in his car, if you don't sign him, he's going to go to another team eventually because even though he is under that youth contract with Mercedes, if I'm George and I'm not getting that seat this year, I'm looking to get out of that contract and I'm looking to move on to a team, you know, don't know where it could be. He, he,
0: he was he was even saying that uh, for George Russell, he was saying that uh, Red Bull options are open because Helmut Marco and Christian Horner were actually talking to him.
1: I mean, if I'm there, I mean, I feel really bad for Checo, which mm-hmm. is nicknamed for Sergio Perez, again, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. Um, Checo really, I think, deserves that number two spot right now at Red Bull
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because he has been putting up points and he has been doing really, really well. Um, and I think he's just a great number two for Max. He's a great comparison, like a great, you know, teammate because they don't fight and they're really really good and um like i really think they could you know be something those two i thought it would have been max and daniel when daniel was there but yeah, daniel didn't yeah. want to stay because for whatever reason you know he wanted to move on <laughs> um but i really think that you know george russell deserves to be in a better spot mm-hmm. uh i think so does Valtteri. Personally, yeah. if we just get if we just get Lewis out of Formula One, that'd be perfect. Most ideal, we could get Voltry and Russell at Mercedes. <laughs> um is that gonna happen? Probably no, not. probably not. But
0: And and uh, that brings I me really to the think... final question here. Um before we do go, is so if Bottas gets ousted out of the Mercedes seat, where do you think he's gonna go? Do you think he's going to do a different right? F one team or do you think he's gonna just become a reserve driver? What what do you think is gonna happen?
1: Well, that's that's all that's all good. It's uh, all really good options there for Voltry, right? Voltry, in his state, right? He could retire. Hmm. Is he going to? No, because I think he's a really really good number one, possibly for any team other than Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Also for number two, if right, if I'm Voltry, what I'm pissed at Mercedes because I didn't get anything I deserved. Mm-hmm. Because there's races where he should have beaten Lewis by a mile. Mm-hmm. But for the driver's championship, they let him win. They let Lewis win because of that. And I, that really just pisses me off because that's not racing. That's that's <laughs> just that's just a team perspective. Exactly. And that's, that's not good for, for racing. Um, if I'm Valtteri, right, if George is getting my seat, Heck, I'm sorry, Checo, man. I'm going to go talk to Red Bull. I'm going to go figure that out. I think McLaren, I think Zach Brown at McLaren is really in love with Daniel and Lando. Obviously, we all know he's in love with with Lando. He wants Mm -hmm. to adopt him as his kid. Um, I don't think he'll go there. I think Ferrari's happy right now with. I mean, they already have
0: Leclerc and uh, and, uh, Sainz. They they already have the. Did you say Sergio? (laughs)
1: yeah I was like I want to know what's going on with my brain man I woke up 10 minutes for this podcast I'm being honest with you but I'm still pumped up about it Hmm. Um, but I really I don't think I think he'll go into reserves I think I think he'll be like an Espanol Con for a year actually you know what I think I could see him at at um, at um, what the heck is it's not Force India anymore it's um, Aston Martin Thank you. No, I there, there's, there's
0: no way because Vettel, I mean, he's not, Vettel's not retiring this year. And Lance Stroll, I know, but he, he's already got a seat implanted there because his dad owns the whole company.
1: Yeah, I hate, I hate that little buy-in rule, even though Nicky Lauda did it, you know. <laughs> and, but Nicky Lauda was a great driver. He was
0: great, yeah. Lance Stroll In was In comparison like, oh. to
1: Lance, Lance Stroll, dude, every time I hear his name, bro, I just want to throw up. <laughs> I just, I'm like, dude, here's the thing. I could drive my Camry and you could drive I could drive my brother's Camry who you know is a basic four cylinder or I could drive my Lancer and put it on the track with Lance Stroll in his 401 car and there's a good chance I win that race. Right. Because he is <laughs> I mean, it is a 401 one car, the odds aren't you know zero. Um, but he's just not fun to watch He's not fun to watch He's not a very good driver He, he complains
0: a lot... a lot for someone who's you know battling in the lower midfield Dude you
1: complain so much Stop complaining Your dad bought you that seat If you want to go make yourself a name Leave your dad's team And go prove it to the fucking world That you deserve to be here Because <laughs> there's two people You know that Do not like you And they're both on this podcast right now <laughs> I mean, and there's other people, there's so many other people that I could go, do you know, like, I can go ask all my other buddies that that like uh, Formula One, and they go, dude, Lance Stroll is a joke to Formula yeah. Racing. And personally, I think, you know, anybody else can be better. I'm not going to say Nikita Bazapin, but <laughs> I think even Yuki Tsunoda is a better driver than, than, than Lance Stroll.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Fuck you, Lance Stroll. Fuck so yes, that. fuck you, Lance Stroll. <laughs> so with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, Jackson. It's great having you. Definitely gonna get you in for the rest of these topics that we have written down. Oh, dude, um, we have you know, so we'll many, we have so many more. more. more about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, this is probably just gonna be like a, like a every, like a bi monthly thing for F1 podcast because I'm starting to get into it a lot more too. So maybe when I finish Drive uh, to Survival, so, we'll talk about this. I have as well. so
1: much knowledge to spread on this, on these people that are listening in here so much knowledge
0: well you love to hear it so once again thank you guys so much and thank you uh jackson and i uh, hope to see you guys in the next episode so y'all all Hey right, sonny care. i just
1: want to say thank you so much man it's been an honor being here and i can't wait to be back on the show
0: no problem and we'll have you back soon so y'all take care and uh, thank you for tuning in